What's up, boys and pals? Welcome back. You're listening to yet another episode with your beautiful hostesses. Today is Harini's turn to tell us about something new Mm -hmm. or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily something new, but we learn That's new true. stuff about an old fact yeah, or yeah. whatever old, old subject. But yeah, it's Harini's bit yeah. today and I'll get to sit back and listen. <laughs> and relax. That's the, this is story time for you. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Put, my Put your feet, feet up. up. <laughs> we used to do that. Like, uh, what did we say? Like, oh, uh, pick your poison, get your potions oh, and yeah. bruise out. Relax, yeah. sit your ass down. Yes, we used to do but now that. Now we don't care. <laughs> I think we just were like, you know, we don't have to no. tell people to do that. Uh, they can just do it's it. It's 2022. <laughs> we don't need to tell you how to relax. You know how to relax. Yeah. If you want to be yes. running in a hardcore workout yeah. right now, listen to us, do it. Yes. I know I would not be motivated listening to us working. Oh man, out. I need my oops, oops, you music. Know, that's so interesting because I can only work out to podcasts. Yeah, I really, I oh, exclusively okay. only like I basically I plan my workouts around podcast drops. Like my my favorite podcasts. Like once they drop, ah, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna yeah, have a yeah. good workout today. Is Thursday? I'm gonna have two hours worth of podcasts. Yeah, nice. Like I understand. I understand the mentality because, yeah, it's a full two hours or an hour and a half, you know, whatever you feel like is a nice length for a good <clears throat> workout. Maybe, yeah, that, that's like drawn sure. out. I just, I don't know. I, I tie high energy music into exercise so much and I think it, I can't undo that. No, I can't no. uncross those wires Megan, in my you brain. you are normal. That yeah. is abnormal to work out to podcasts. <laughs> trust me trust me like whenever I work out they've I play it out loud I also don't wear earbuds I'll play it out loud because I usually work out at home um because I don't I don't have access to like a gym right now where I live so I but I like working out at home I have my own little like gym studio but anyways so I'll play like my podcast out loud and they're almost always like pretty like gory murder podcasts okay Dave's right. just like, wow, yeah. this girl's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like pumping iron over there. But yeah, maybe the motivation it's motivation fun. comes from um, if you're ever in a situation where you're being like chased yes. or, chased. you know, you have to uh, elude some sort of killer. Mm-hmm. You, you, at least you have the physical exactly. to do so. So, yeah, that is right. Mm-hmm. Yet I still have to ask Dave every time to open my my pasta sauce jars <laughs> you're not working out your hands you got to start working doing some clamps work- that's right <laughs> that's arm strength that's arm strength okay because i always feel bad i'm like god damn it like i don't i'm clearly working out but i can't open this jar god. hand sometimes muscles sometimes i can't even open my chips bags <laughs> yeah yeah the hand muscles are distinct it, from the forearm muscles so uh it's true yeah. and now i think i've added myself a little too much <laughs> i'm strong guys <laughs> I promise. All right, all right. So <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Poison Pals, ahead of time. If we're giggling and it's serious, it's not because it's funny. It's because I am so sleep deprived and I'm very right. loopy. And I'm just going to say Megan is loopy Thank too. You. So <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Okay. We just did a big stretch. Okay. Move. <laughs> sorry, it's my cat, y'all. It's my cat. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Harini. Don't, don't mind him. Okay. This story, I'm just going to say out right what it is and I don't usually do that that's more Megan style I like to like shock and scare but the first time I'm doing this I'm gonna retell a story from I survived 
Do you know what that show is? Or I'm familiar with that show? Um, I know I've heard that show title before. And I'm a... But what I... What I I'm just going to guess. I, is it the one where there is a... They, is it the one where they like ran into somebody that... Is it the same as... Oh, God. <laughs> Don't let me guess. You just, you just tell me. Because there's one where it's like... One where there's ailments, yeah. where someone gets an ailment, and then they end up surviving. And there's uh-huh. that. And then there's, oh. there's one where mm-hmm. it's like, let's not meet. Where they're in a situation... <clears throat> Where they oh, run into somebody yeah. that they found out later was like a killer or something in the, the comments I survived. But I, I don't know if it's either of those yeah. topics. It's actually a little bit of both. Okay. So basically, I survived this very plainly just that. It's I survived a very like either like a near death situation mm-hmm. or, you know, escaped a killer mm-hmm. or or something even as bo- bizarre as like I survived a, a chemical spill in my company, like whatever. It could be whatever, mm-hmm. right? But obviously, the story has to be very shocking and your life was in danger and X, Y, Z, right? But the whole point and the thrill of it is that, okay, so for people who have never seen I Survived, what is captivating about the show, the episodes are about an hour long and they usually have two or three different stories happening in one episode. And they kind of flip back between the different stories. And the most interesting part about I Survived is the person who went through it is telling you their story firsthand. Mm. And sometimes like you're listening to the story and you're like, there is no way this person survived this. Like there's some like comfort mm-hmm. in it, even though it might be sound scary because you're like, they're literally alive and they're telling me right. this. Anyways. So <clears throat> now with spring and summer on the horizon especially living in California. We live in California, the greater North America as well. We have a lot of rattlesnakes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell a story about an I Survived episode of someone who survived a rattlesnake bite. All right. I actually really love rattlesnakes. Well, I just really like snakes (laughs) um, a lot. Not to a point where I know anything about a snake species or whatever, but like I like snakes in a way where... Um, I have no issues with them. Yeah, that's all. Oh, dude, I <laughs> fucking hate snakes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's very interesting because I think I've encountered many snakes in my life for someone who hates mm-hmm. snakes because where my grandma lives in India, when I would go, I mean, Megan, I think you and I are yeah. saying like we would go, like, especially when we're younger, like every year, every other year, three mm-hmm. years or so. For like yeah, a long time, yeah. right? So my grandma, she basically lives on the beach mm-hmm. and she has like a beach house. Mm-hmm. And in that area, there's a ton of mm-hmm. snakes because it's it's very rural. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's like very paved paths. So there are no paths. Like it's just sand right. and vegetation when you're like out walking. So remember my uncle, my dad's – not my dad. My mom's mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. whenever we would go out together, he would be like, follow close behind me because if there's snakes, like – I want you to be behind right. me, not like walking in right. front. And we would encounter at least four or five wow. every time we walked out. Yeah, that is a lot of snakes. And in the, that's, it's a lot of snakes. I don't know if they're poisonous. They're very colorful, mm. but I don't know if they're poisonous. Yeah. Um, might mean that they and are there's a pond. <laughs> they might be, yeah. I, I, see, this is how little right. I know about snakes because I'm like, uh, if they're colorful, is that just like a misnomer? Like they're just like, uh, don't touch yeah. me. But I think they are yeah. poisonous, right? Well, sometimes so I, yeah, I think okay. sometimes yes, you're right. Sometimes there's um, like a red herring, like a colorful, but mm-hmm. doesn't actually do have any 
poison aspect. Uh, but I just feel like I'm like in India, a colorful snake. They're probably, probably poisonous. poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And the there was a pond or a lake nearby, the same like my grandma's house, and they have sea snakes oh, in there. They are poisonous. <laughs> like, you got yeah, all kinds sea snakes for sure. Those are poisonous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this until my mom told me. She's like, "Oh yeah, sea snakes can go on land uh-huh. too." I'm like, yeah. "Oh lord, <laughs> dude, I, that's not what I needed to They're hear." They're traversing all terrains. <laughs> What if that is not what okay. if it's a sea snake that goes on land and is a tree snake while it's on land? You know those flying snakes? Well, that do you know what I'm talking about? What? They're they're no. snakes that live in trees and they quote unquote fly by hurling themselves through the air and wriggling their no. bodies through the air and falling to another branch. But they're te- they're it's they're they're really falling, not flying. But that's a thing. Flying snakes. Yeah, girl. If I wasn't nauseous before, I am now. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Anyway, I thought I was going to teach you something. Okay. Anyways. Um, all right. We're going back to rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's leave India and go back to North okay. America. Okay. All right. We are we are back. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Sources. Okay. So my sources are that I've survived episode, of course, and then. I got a lot of good published studies and articles from NCBI. Mm-hmm. I can they're just like long names, so I can list them later in the show notes if you guys are interested. And then I got good information from UCI Health and actually UC Davis Poison Control Center. Nice. Yes. Okay. So, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, this is a story about Jim. Jim is an older man The way that I describe him is he is like, I don't think he's like super tall. Like maybe he is like Mm 5'10 and he's broad shouldered, like bulkier. Maybe he's like age 50, 55. Mm -hmm. And he is rough, tough and tumble, like hunter kind of guy. All right. right. A woodsman. There you go. That is Jim. He's a woodsman. Yes. That's a better way of of saying that. (laughs) All right. So this guy, Jim, he lives in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, and he's walking around one day, and he comes across the biggest blueberry bush he's ever seen. Okay. It's almost a mile long, he says. Whoa. Delicious. <laughs> that's a lot of blueberries. I know. <laughs> I don't know why that's, that's so funny I thought. to me. I was like, a dang. mile long bush. That's, I don't believe that. That's too goddamn long. That's too long. <laughs> That's heavenly. It's heavenly. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just backstory. He found this like maybe several years back. He knows where this blueberry patch is and it produces this lovely fruit every year. So he comes back every year and picks some. Okay. Okay. So this is, I actually don't know when this happened. I think 2014 or 2015. So now Jim has been around this patch several times over over the years, and he would come across a bear every once in a while, but he always had his rifle with him or some kind of firearm. Mm-hmm. So he would pop it off a few times in the air just to scare them with the noise, mm-hmm. and then the bears would go away and do their own mm-hmm. thing. The bears want the blueberries. Too. I know. It's so, a mile long. There's, a, there's plenty it's to a share. Mile long. I know. <laughs> But then they want some meat with their fruit, so it might not be good. Yeah, this is, I guess so. I guess so. 
One morning, Jim parks his car off the side of the road and goes off towards the blueberry patch. He leaves his cell phone in his car because there's no cell service where he is. He's like, there's no use of it, of me bringing it with me. Okay. Sorry. I lost one place. Okay. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes don't work today. Okay. So Jim walks up about three-fourths of a mile into this mile-long blueberry patch. And he's picking, he's picking, and he's there for like a good 30 minutes. And he doesn't see anything. He doesn't see anything, doesn't see anybody. Mm -hmm. So he just keeps picking. Then Jim looks a few yards ahead of him, and he sees this even bigger blueberry bush. It's about four feet tall with lots of berries on it. So he decides, oh, I'm going to go over there, and I'll pick some berries off that bush. Mm -hmm. So he walks over there and he has some buckets with okay. him, obviously, to pick the blueberries and put the blueberries yeah. in. What, you got something to say? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening. I, okay. I want to know what happens next. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought you were about to say no, something. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. So Jim puts down one bucket. So, okay, he's now he's in front of the bush. He's in front of the big okay. bush. He puts down one bucket that's full of blueberries, and then he picks up his other bucket to fill it up with more blueberries from this okay. bush. As he does so, he feels a hard... I don't know if that yeah, made it a did. sound. It did. <laughs> it yeah. did? <laughs> he feels a hard thump mm -hmm. on his leg, like someone had taken a sledgehammer to his lower leg. Oh. It sounded like that, and it felt that way, too. Whoa. Okay. 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 The blow was. Mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm, I'm laughing mm -hmm. because, admittedly, the thump you made on your mic did not make, yeah. you know, the sound of what a sledgehammer would feel like on yeah. the leg. I know. So I it know. didn't, it didn't compute. But I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. Hit, whatever hit his leg hurts. It it hurts heavy. It's a heavy hitting. It hurts. Feeling. It hurts okay, heavy. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like this. <laughs> yeah, right. That's probably not it's it perfect. either. But we're trying. <laughs> okay. Okay. It feels like a sledgehammer, and the blow is so strong that it knocks Jim off of his feet. Mm -hmm. And he's a big, burly man, yeah, yeah. right? As I said, mm -hmm. he has no idea what's going on. Like, he doesn't realize what's happening to him. He doesn't know what the hell just hit him. You know, he's a little bit in a daze. Mm -hmm. When Jim looks down at his leg, he sees this huge black timber rattlesnake extract its two fangs from his leg. And as the rattlesnake removes its fangs, there are two big spurts of blood Oof. that follow the trail of the fangs. Yeah. Sorry, I should have warned everybody. This episode what might be a little graphic okay. just because of like the bodily right. stuff involved, if that yeah. makes sense. What's to That's come? That's all it is. Okay. It might so, what's to come? It might just be a little bit gory. So trigger warning if you guys don't like okay. gore. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that before. That's okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. So Jim says he has never seen a timber rattlesnake that big and that thick. Mm. And in this area, snakes will lie underneath blueberry bushes like this. And the reason why they lie under these bushes is, is so that they can catch birds as they come mm. in to pick the berries. Mm. So he was probably just lying there, you know, asleep, digesting birds. And Jim walked up and scared right. him. <laughs> 54 inches long and he didn't have a rattle well it, oh interesting okay so how did how did he know his rattlesnake just from patterns he could recognize it based on patterns okay do do but do the patterns actually do timber mm -hmm. rattlesnakes have rattles in general or no they okay. do they do have they do have rattles actually in some of my research i didn't put it in 
my story. But from the research I was reading about rattlesnakes, apparently they are evolving to lose their rattles because we are killing them. Mm, it's so not, much. yeah, it's not actually so, helping them to mm-hmm. survive or warn it's their not helping predators them. away. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll get into this later as well. But even if a rattlesnake has a rattle, sometimes they don't rattle. No. It. So you may not even know that they're around. So that that's not always like a great indicator to you. Like you shouldn't just be listening for it. You should also be right. looking for right. it. Is my yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. So he looks down and he's seeing it's a rattlesnake. It's this big timber rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim has had one of his vertebrae removed last year in an operation. Mm-hmm. So he can't really bend okay. over. He can't bend over or, you know, bend down to see the snake. So what he does is he just kind of leans to his side mm-hmm. to look at it. Oh, God. Oh, and no. as he... Yeah. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> Oh God! What's Sir? gonna happen? <laughs> I know. It's tipping his hat to it. <laughs> Good day, mate. Okay. As he does, he can see that the rattlesnake is upright and it's winding mm. up to strike mm-hmm. again. In Jim's mind, he's thinking two strikes will definitely kill me. But Jim's recent back surgery is also preventing him from mm. escaping the okay. snake's bites. So in that split second, mind you, this is all – I know I'm drawing this out, but this is happening so right. fast. In his split second, Jim knows he has to kill the snake or the snake's mm-hmm. going to kill him. So he gets his pistol out. He flips off the safety, and he just fires downward because he can't oh, see. Right, he can't bend right. to look and aim. So he just prays, fires downward, hoping that it's a good oh, shot. Because, I mean, okay, let's just pause for a second. Let's just pause. Because a snake is lightning fast, as we know. And if it's already winding up to strike, like he literally has probably a second at most to figure this out, right? To get his pistol out, aim, and fire. And I feel like... Right. Otherwise, Yeah, and I feel like if you're not someone who's trained in sharpshooting as like a fun skill that your your draw yeah. is going to be so slow that i mean i don't i don't know anything about no guns, totally but if we're talking about the comparison of a snake about to strike like mm-hmm. it's already mm-hmm. um you know about to it's got that propulsion building up and you don't have yeah. your gun out of your holster i think mm-hmm. you're gonna lose <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you're losing yeah and that too even if you look fine you're good at whipping your right. pistol out that's fine, but you still have to aim That's well. That's true. <laughs> There's no point in getting see. the... <laughs> what? What and he can't, can't see. see. Oh, man. He can't see. He's literally like blindly shooting downwards and just praying I, to go. I have to okay. ask, how would he have survived a bear <laughs> at the end of the day? <laughs> uh, oh, well. I, Whatever. <laughs> honestly, a bear is easier because it's more right. mass. Like he, he would, he wouldn't have to bend down. He would be able to see it straight on and, and fair, smack fair. it. <laughs> Whatever. Fair. I, I guess that's yeah. true. I, I, you know, I don't know anything about how his back surgery impacts his, you know, rotation. <laughs> if the bear's behind him, how quick <laughs> that's true, can he turn? But, um, yeah, yeah, but that's the bears true. irrelevant. That's it's true. irrelevant to this. Okay, so what happened? Snake versus yeah, gun. Bears not what here. happened, Megan? <laughs> yeah, snakes on a blueberry bush. All right. <laughs> That didn't, that didn't go how I thought it was going to. Okay. So he aims down and he fires. And he's hoping it's a good shot. 
and it is. It's basically a bullseye. <gasps> the snake falls right between his feet and is dead. Oh. That's it. I, I didn't want to add this in here because I thought it was a little gruesome, but Jim does pop another one yeah. in his head just yeah. for good measure. Because okay. he's just like, I don't want to, yeah. sure. you know, take any chances. I have to be honest. I thought the buildup mm-hmm. was going to, he, he shot his shot <laughs> and he shot his own foot. Like I thought something was going to happen. <laughs> but okay. That's a good, good one. For him. That's a good, good for one. him. He got the snake. Yeah. All right. He got the snake. Snake is dead. All right. Whatever. Poor snake. So poor snake. Poor snake. Snake's just trying to eat some some bloops yeah. and some birds. Yeah. But it's not happening today. All right. So this is probably a time span of about one to two minutes, right? At mm. most. That's probably actually generous. Yeah. And already within that time, Jim is feeling the effects of the venom in his oh. leg. By the time Jim kills a snake and puts his pistol back in his holster, mm. his entire head and chest feels like it's on fire and it feels like the inside is about to explode or it feels like it's exploding. Oh, God. Yeah. And Jim says, if you watch this, Jim says, I knew in my heart I was I was going to yeah. die. Yeah. So now it's just about like, what do I do until then? So he did what little he could in that moment, and he immediately takes his pocket knife out and he starts stabbing himself in the leg. He stabs himself six Mm -hmm. times and he cuts the flesh out around the snake bite. Mm. He knew he had to remove the venom as much as possible. Mm. And he mentions this in the video, but he says they you shouldn't do that. Actually, like don't ever cut. If you're in that situation, don't cut like how I did. You should always go to the doctor. Mm. But to be honest, in that moment, I just followed my heart right. and that's what I felt like I had to do. Plus, there was no way in his mind at that time that he would be able to get to right. his car and then call somebody because there's no service. He's like, I'd have to drive myself somewhere. He's like, I knew those steps were not going to happen. Yeah. So I just had to do what I need to do with what I have right, right now. Right. So he does do that disclaimer in the video. But but does he maintain that like the to stab himself was the right thing or was it just the cutting the flesh that was not advisable so he stat like he stabs himself that's how he Mm. says it but basically he's cutting he's making six cuts around the thing okay so they weren't like just to get that area of the flesh they weren't different incisions just randomly on his leg and then he cut the flesh okay i thought he was like lancing himself you know to get the blood to like no no no, no. okay gotcha just flow yes and no but it was more it was just locally okay the thing okay Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, it was local. <laughs> I know. Like, he's just <laughs> puncturing his body. Like, okay. <laughs> dude. Dude. Leaky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I already said all that. So, he quickly takes off his... He, he stabs himself. He quickly takes off his suspenders. And he fastens a tourniquet mm-hmm. right below mm-hmm. his knee. He was bleeding a lot. But he wanted to bleed, as Megan kind of mm-hmm. alluded to, to drain out the venom as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And to prevent it from circulating through the rest of his mm-hmm. body. He also makes sure to keep to keep his leg below his heart yeah. level so that it's not going to go, again, circulate through the rest mm-hmm. of his body. And we'll get into the toxicology of rattlesnake venom later. But what you should know now is that snake venom prevents your blood from mm-hmm. clotting. So you get internal bleeding pretty mm-hmm. bad. Jim was bleeding under his fingernails, his toenails from his eyes, his mouth, pretty much every orifice is bleeding. 
It's slow. It's slow right. bleeding. It's not it's, like yeah. It's not like suddenly it's just a horror film and gushing <laughs> from every porous. Yeah. No, no. But it's slow. Yeah. But he's like, if that was, if I just stayed where I was, like that in itself right. would kill me. Right. You know. The worst part is Jim is only f- about four hundred yards from his truck mm. at most, and from the road, from mm. the main road. But he is at the top of a mountain, basically, or top of a hill, and his car is at the bottom. Okay. So Jim tries to start moving towards his car, but he can't walk. So he's crawling on all fours for about three Mm -hmm. feet, and then he loses all his energy, and he falls to his stomach. Mm -hmm. Once on his stomach, he has no strength to get back up. So ironically, like a snake, he starts to inch on his belly to move forward. Part of the effects of the rattlesnake venom also is an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. Or an anaphylactic reaction. So Jim's tongue is completely mm. swollen to the point where he's having trouble mm. breathing and swallowing. Right. So he's inching slowly on his stomach. He'll go about like two to three feet. And then he would have to turn over on his back and open his mouth as wide as possible just to catch mm. his breath. And then he would continue on. And he would just mm-hmm. keep doing that. Luckily, as I said, Jim is at the top of a hill or a mountain. So after a bit, he loses the stamina to even inch on his belly. So he just begins to roll down towards his car, mm. which he probably should have done maybe in the beginning. But anyways, he probably didn't want to do that first because he's rolling over trees. He's rolling right. over rocks. He's rolling over branches, etc. All with this gaping wound right. in his leg. He is an excruciating right. pain. Plus, like, I don't think you'd want to have um, bruising happening because then the bruises won't heal right. <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. No, mm-hmm. great point. And this whole from from the time that he has been mm-hmm. bitten to the time he gets to his truck, because he does eventually get to his truck, it takes Jim one hour and forty five minutes to to move the four hundred wow. yards. Ugh. And if and if you're familiar with snake bites, that is a long time, a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So Jim reaches his truck, and he uses what little strength he has to inch his way up the side of his truck. His plan is to get his cell phone and dial 911 because even though there's no cell service, he has heard that sometimes if you dial 911, it will go Mm -hmm. through. So he's like, I'm just going to try it. We'll see what happens, Mm -hmm. right? So he goes to unlock his truck, but he puts in the wrong key. God damn it. God damn it, Jim. And now the key is... (laughs) I know. And now the key is jammed. He can't pull it out. He can't open his truck, guys. That's uh. it. And all of that exertion was too much. He slumps back to the ground. He can't get back up. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like when you have a, a like a, a nightmare and it just it, everything keeps yes. just going sideways and, 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 and it feels like you're moving through sludge and nothing's working out for you. And yet you're still able to be alive for some reason. And uh, yeah, that's right. That sounds like a living nightmare. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. literally. No, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So in his mind, once again, he's like on the mm-hmm. ground. Now he's telling himself, Jim, if you don't move. You're going to mm-hmm. die. You're going to die right here. So he musters up whatever strength he has left. Again, he's got some in the tank. He has left to inch. He keeps inching. He keeps squirming. He does whatever. He was like, I'm moving whatever which way. If you saw me at that moment, you probably thought I was insane. But I was doing whatever I could to move myself into the middle of the road. He's like, I just know if I can get to the middle of the road, then hopefully someone will stop 
and find me. He figures, you know, someone's either going to run me over, God. which is like, fine, put me out of my misery, or they'll stop, hopefully, and help him. Yeah, the first, like, those are my the first thing shots. I thought. I was like, really, you're going to lie in the middle of the road? Someone's going to, like, blast over your head, man. Like, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, clearly, he's still alive, so it doesn't, that doesn't happen. The, the good option yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. probably. Yes, yes. So as Jim is laying there in the middle of the road, he is praying for anyone to just come and find him. And it's really sweet in this moment. He's just like, he gets emotional at this point. And he's thinking like, I'm just praying to God. He's he is like, I'm definitely a man Mm -hmm. of God. And he was just saying there, laying there, literally laying there in so much pain, thinking like, God, like, please just let me have one more minute with my wife. He starts talking about his wife. He's like, she is the sweetest person I've ever met. She's the love of my life. Like I just, all I could think about was like, if you just let me have one more minute with her, that's Mm. all I want. And he also thinks about in that moment, how this is not his first encounter with death. Oh my God. (laughs) He was, this man, poor Jim, Jim, he was struck by lightning, which burned the pigment out of his skin. What the hell? (laughs) He was in a motorcycle accident that crushed six vertebrae and his skull. And yet, he says, and yet, absolutely nothing, nothing compares to the pain of this rattlesnake bite. He said every cell in his body felt like he was exploding. He had never felt pain like this before. He thought he was absolutely going to die, if not from just like the slow bleeding Mm -hmm. out, but just from the pain itself, you know? So... Yeah, like I said, we're back to Jim. He's on the road. He's he's lying on this old mountain road. It is not a road that many people right. travel on ever. So he already knows this is such a slim chance. It's such a slim chance for anyone to come across him. It is deserted. Every time he's come there, there's no one mm-hmm. on the road. So he's like, you know, I really got to start praying. So he starts, this is when he starts talking about his wife. And he says, like, no sooner did that did I like ask God, like, give me just one more minute with my, my mm-hmm. wife that a truck pulls up to his head <laughs> and stops pulls up to his head they're like so close <laughs> i swear to god jim is the main character of final destination i think that truck was supposed to run his head over but but he cheated death <laughs> like, god. three times three times but anyways i'm just like okay I'm glad that the truck stopped or else this would have been a wild story. The truck story. stops here. Dude, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, just he finishes that thought and quite literally at the same time, a truck stops at Jim's head. A brother and sister come out. A brother and sister, Brian and Alicia, they jump out of their truck and they struggle because he's a big yeah, guy. Like yeah. I said, he's a big guy. He's heavyweight. They are struggling to get him because he's basically right, a dead body right. at this point, dead weight. They get him inside Brian calls an ambulance and emergency services meet them on the main road. So he gets him out of there. However, the nearest anti-venom is 250 right. miles away. Yeah. So they rush Jim onto a helicopter. Wow. But here's the thing. One of the medical personnel tells Jim, <laughs> I know it doesn't stop. One of the medical personnel tells Jim, hey, Jim, it's going to be 20 minutes before the helicopter gets here. We're going to do what we can for you. Okay. Meaning like, Hey, I don't think you're going to make it. <laughs> you know, like that's basically just, like, we're going to make you feel comfortable. You know. Don't be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't that's blame right. us. That's exactly right. Yeah. Don't. We don't, you know, no let's, let's just keep our hopes that's not at the a name minimum. of the game. That's like hope is free. Right. 
Hope is free. <laughs> Let's we can hope all day. We all day. All right. That's what my so that's what my oncologist used to say when we did rounds. She was like, "Positivity and hope is free. Prayers are free." <laughs> like girl you ain't wrong you ain't wrong (laughs) by this point though jim's tongue has ballooned up so much he can barely breathe he is really struggling to get air i have had moments megan this is not to compare myself (laughs) at all to what jim's going through like the the only experience i have had of that is maybe when i'm really hungover Mm -hmm. where i'm like and i have to go do something like i have to go to work or Mm -hmm. whatever like i have to actually be a working functioning human being there are moments where i'm like i don't think i can sit here like i i can't like get through this day like i need to go home like i need to go home like that's the only thought i have like your your body is like struggling to just hold on and function that's a very small minuscule experience (laughs) of that i can't even imagine what he's feeling like he can't breathe so i don't know how he's like sitting there waiting patiently 20 minutes for this helicopter to then take him to another place to then right. wait to get admitted to wait then get this right, antivenom. Right. Yeah. It does it you does know? make you think about at what point is like sheer will or the ability to have willpower, you know, a determining factor in someone's life or death situation at the end of the day. Because I, I hear you. I've Absolutely. I've gone through Absolutely. some moments in my life where I'm like, oh my God, like this is not it. Like my kidney stone situation. I was just saying, um, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. it, I actually thought about that because when you mentioned his feeling of exploding on the inside, that is how I described my kidney stone. I felt like my insides were exploding. Jesus. But um I but oh maybe God. his was like you know, I feel like his was probably all over. Mine was just abdominal, but um, but mm-hmm. it does it does it does make me think like, gosh, when it, you obviously would never know your ability to have willpower essentially to to survive until you're in that situation. So yeah, no, totally, yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like I feel like for Jim, the time to give up had long passed. Yeah. Like he already made through all of these other hoops and bears like he's almost right. there if i was in a situation i'd be like you better hold the right. fuck on because you're almost out of this situation like we we've made right. it we're basically yeah. there yeah. right that's what i'd like yeah. to think so anyways yeah, that's true fi- finally the helicopter arrives and in the time that it takes jim to get from point a to point b so from wherever he is to where they have the anti-venom jim flatlines three oh times God. in the helicopter oh. They're like, all right, this guy's body bag. <laughs> Turn it around. Oh, oh, just kidding. Oh He's God. up again. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll just keep flying. So terrifying. <laughs> Turn so it around. Terrifying. <laughs> you just see the helicopter hovering, so hovering in the same spot just of like, airspace for a couple minutes. Thankfully, that does not happen. He comes back. Jim makes it to the hospital. He gets his anti venom. The doctor over there is dumbstruck, though. He's like. For how big that rattlesnake is, and I'm sure he's looking at those puncture marks of the, where the fangs went yeah. into. It's like for how big that rattlesnake was and how much venom deposited into Jim, the doctor said he should have been dead within 10 minutes maximum. Yeesh. That was just not Jim's time. It took. No. It's, it's not, not Jim's time. time. It's not his time. Third time is the charm, they say. Not for Jim. Oh, not for Jim. <laughs> it took Jim four hours and 10 minutes to receive the anti-venom 
for something that should have killed him technically in 10 minutes. Right. What saved him, you ask, <laughs> was draining the blood from his oh, leg. Okay. If he hadn't done that, he probably, he would be dead. He would yeah. be dead. Yeah, yeah. And, or at the minimum, he would have lost his leg from below the knee. Right. Damn. Jim is able to go home after three days in the hospital. The main effects, I would say the lasting effects from his whole incident was that he does have nerve damage on his right leg from where he was bitten, mm. just just like locally. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he is he's back to normal wow. telling this story. And I survived. That is incredible. He, he's like, he's That's like the story. three whole episodes of I survived with the two other instances. They're just like, let's Dude, just go yeah. talk to Jim. That's that'll give us enough content. <laughs> But that's really fascinating. He, yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. He he's an interesting interesting character and yeah, I don't know. He uh he survives and that's quite the experience. I mean, it is one thing to go through that when you know no one is around. Yeah. No one is going to come help you. No one knows where you are. You don't have cell service. Like that is a like that's when you feel, "Oh shit, I'm alone." I'm right. quite alone in this. Yeah. And and the one thing that I feel, I mean, I'm just now really thinking about it, but the thought of having the, the, I don't know, the mindset, the the power within you to cut a piece of your own flesh for survival. Yeah. I'm like, oh yep. man, I'm such a baby. <sighs> Would I do that? Now, like now that I know that that saved somebody's life in my head, I'm like, if I got bit by a rattlesnake out in the middle of nowhere, would I cut my own skin off? Oh, God. Yeah. Like, am I that desperate? But yeah, yeah. You would have never know. know. Yeah. That's really. I guess you're already in so much pain that like what's Morgan? That's do true. You? Yeah. I mean, what I I'm trying know. to get at is he's absolutely badass. Totally badass yes. for doing that. Um, yes. But man, like to wow. to even try to picture doing that to myself. I'm like, oh, God, that would des- truly be desperate. Desperate measures. Um, well, Jim is Jim is just an all star all around. I mean, like he can't bend over to see this damn snake, <laughs> and he he just blind shoots this rattlesnake bullseye. Right. Like what? Yeah. And then he just without even thinking, he's like, "All right, time to chop my leg up." Yeah, like, yeah. Here we Very go. Very quick to act. He just does what has to be done. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, That's what makes a good woodsman. Though, yeah, absolutely. I, I would imagine. Yeah, I guess if you're going out into the woods and um finding blueberries and all that shit <laughs> you gotta know these things um but that's but here's crazy the thing, yeah. like it's so crazy and the thing is like this man he the way that he opens up with the story which i totally forgot to say mm-hmm. was just like he was just setting the scene yeah. he was like you know it was a beautiful day it was serene i, I just love being out in the woods and i was picking blueberries like it was Aww. just like the most you know so peaceful setting you could so peaceful yeah. so peaceful and then it just went from beautiful idyllic setting to this horrific nightmare yeah. in seconds i i picture you never it, know yeah i picture like a cartoon reenactment of this and it's like and then yeah. it's bit and it's like, <laughs> like heavy metal like, like heavy metal <laughs> everything's extreme <laughs> or that or it's just like the psycho music exactly you know, going <laughs> As he's stabbing himself, just the psycho music. <laughs> question. Oh boy. Question. Okay, yeah. so how does anti-venom work? Did you get a chance to look into that? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a whole toxicology section. Perfect. Right? Perfect. Now. All right. So 
Rattlesnake venom is a mixture of hemotoxins and neurotoxins, mm -hmm. but mostly hemotoxins. What does that mean? It means it's a toxic substance that affects your blood, mm -hmm. specifically causing hemorrhaging and necrosis, which is why we saw with Jim, he was bleeding like through every orifice, mm -hmm. right? The neurotoxin component that targets your nervous system, some of which can cause paralysis. But before I go on, I want to make a distinction between something that is poisonous versus something that is venomous. Because as you probably have noticed, I have not used the term poison. Right. I've been saying venom, right. right? So poison is a toxin that gets into your body by being either inhaled, swallowed, or absorbed through your skin. Mm. Venom is when a toxin is injected into you. Gotcha. All right. So now that we're all on the same page, not all venomous snakes have the same venomous proteins and enzymes. Sometimes the level of venom can change depending on the region. For example, researchers have found that timber rattlesnakes south of the I-10, very specific in Florida, have higher concentrations of neurotoxic venom than other rattlesnakes. But what is common across the board is that various proteins and enzymes have a synergistic effect that can trigger a cardiovascular collapse in the snake's prey, which is what Jim was feeling. Like he, the biggest, most immediate feeling that he was getting was that he felt like his head and his heart, like his chest mm -hmm. was exploding. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what happens for the snake's prey, which I think just blows my mind because we are big. Like Jim is a big guy. He's lots of muscle mass, right. lots of like, you know, fat in him. Not saying he's fat, but he just has like more like body yeah. mass, right? right? Compared to what a snake is usually used to eating, yeah. right? So, and it still has such an intense effect on yeah. him. It's wild. Yeah. So the way that rattlesnakes inject you with their venom is, of course, through their fangs, which are hollow to contain the venom. Mm -hmm. The venom itself is called crotalid venom actually the specific species of timber rattlesnake i think it's called crotalis like horrid i i shouldn't okay. i shouldn't guess but it's it's basically like something with horrid in it okay and i'm like yes it is horrid <laughs> and, uh i can look it up for it, you mm -hmm. crotalis yeah, yeah. horridus horridus there yeah. it goes yeah yeah it, very apt, apt mm -hmm. name mm -hmm. so the venom is crotalid venom, and it causes necrosis due to toxic tissue enzymes. Mm -hmm. It also causes increased permeability of your cell, cell membranes, which basically acts like a key to open all of your cell membrane doors wide open to make it easy for the venom to move through your body unhindered. Mm -hmm. As we saw with Jim, it can cause severe hemorrhaging internally and externally because it prevents your blood from clotting. Hemotoxins and rattlesnake venom are enzymes called metalloproteases, mm. which also break down your skeletal muscles and causes death of muscle tissue. Mm. Now, if we're thinking about a snake and, you know, the whole point of them even having the venom is to make it easier for them to swallow their prey. So basically the way that you want to think about it is it basically turns everything inside to mush. Mm -hmm. So it breaks down all of your blood. So you, you're not clotting. It's, everything's like liquidy and it breaks down all your muscles to become basically like mush. So it's just mm. easy for them to just swallow you. Damn. I know that's disgusting, but that is, that is how it works. They're making you um, a little soup dumpling. Smoothie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Smoothie. Like um, um, Shaolin Bao, or however you pronounce yes. it. Like the little, the little dumplings with the, the soup inside. Yeah. Your little mm -hmm, meat casing. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yes. Go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I hope you're not eating while listening to this podcast. <laughs> and y'all already know this, but from the story, there is an antidote or an anti-venom rather, called 
Crotalidae polyvalent immune fab or crofab for short. Crofab is derived from four different snake species, the Western Diamondback, the Eastern Diamondback, the Mojave Rattlesnake, and the Cottonmouth. And they're immunized into sheep. Mm. So this was something I vaguely remembered hearing the pharmacists talk about at the Poison Control Center because we talked about, you know, the difference between poison venom and like the different snake bites and spider bites and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying how sometimes anti-venom is worse than the actual bite, meaning the cure is more dangerous than Mm. the initial incident. Mm -hmm. So there have been instances historically where doctors will not, they'll choose not to give you anti-venom because they're, they're worried it will kill somebody. Mm. Like the actual cure will kill somebody. Right. So because the most, and the reason for that is because the most common adverse reaction of taking Crofab or an anti-venom is an allergic, a very severe allergic Mm. reaction. Mm -hmm. And this allergic reaction can be either immediate or delayed, Mm. which is where the problem lies. If you catch it right away, it's fine. It's very easily treatable. Mm. But if it's delayed, it's definitely still treatable. But of course, you're not in the hospital being observed right right away. So it might take you some time to get to the hospital, et cetera. But I want to dispel this fear in case you know you do get bitten or you need anti-venom don't worry like it's less than five percent chance of that ever happening Mm. and that has long since this is like this was like when you were practicing in the early 2000s like this was the mentality things have definitely changed since then it is quite safe i mean of course something can always happen but if worst case scenario something does happen is easily treatable Mm -hmm. meaning if you get an allergic reaction it's very treatable Mm -hmm. okay so just so everyone knows, there's also another rumor out there that if you receive antivenom once, you can't take it ever again. Hmm. This is not true at all. You can take it up to, I mean, there's no like up to, but people have taken it like 10 times wow. and it still works for them. And sometimes you do need to take it 10 times, like even in a single sitting, um, because sometimes one vial or one dose is not enough to get all the venom out. Do you know where that rumor started circulating or myth started circulating? Or why? I don't know because I don't I don't have the info on that. But I do mm. also remember my pharmacist saying that too. He was like, not that he said that it's true, but mm. he was like, there is a theory or there's like some people that say like, oh, it doesn't work after you take huh. it the first time. Interesting. But that's never – I from the research I've seen in 2022 that I've been looking at, that's totally been dispelled. Right. Like, like people have definitely taken it multiple times yeah. over. I wonder if it has to do with like um, – like an old school belief on building up tolerance to certain things. Yeah. And maybe that's probably yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. It probably is because this is all about antibodies. So mm-hmm. also just, just to go back to like the allergic reaction, the reason why people even have an allergic reaction is because this is not human antibodies that mm-hmm. we're putting inside of us for the antivenom. As I said, it's immunized from sheep. Mm-hmm. So anytime that we put something into our body, especially antibodies that are not human there's always a risk for an allergic reaction, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And we have many drugs that are not human-derived. A lot of them are mouse-derived. That's probably the most common one. Like if you hear of any drugs that are like obinutuzumab, like anything with a mm-hmm. MAB at the end, that mm-hmm. is to indicate to you it's an the M is mouse and the AB is like mouse antibody, so mm-hmm. MAB. So there's always that chance of an allergic reaction. Again, very small chance though. Mm-hmm. And if you do get it, it is easily treatable. Okay. okay. So some rules to follow, some good tips and tricks. If you do encounter a snake and let's say you do get bitten, what should you do and what should you not do? Mm -hmm. So 
what you should do, let's start with the pros. So what you should do is you should move away from the snake to avoid sustaining further possible bites. Hopefully you don't have a vertebrae issue. You can run away. Mm-hmm. Remain calm and remove any rings, watches, and braces. Anything that can constrict, mm. you want to remove that. Mm. Okay. And the reason why you want to remain calm is because if your heart rate gets up, you are circulating that venom faster and faster, which is another thing I very much admire with Jim. I don't, he doesn't really speak on this, but I'm assuming for him to last as long as he did, he really had to remain calm. He had to really keep that heart rate down. So just something to note. Things that you should not do. Do not cut the snake bite. Do Mm. not apply ice or heat because that can also speed up the venom. Mm -hmm. Do not attempt to suck the venom out with your mouth. That mm. should be obvious. Mm. Do not administer alcohol or drugs. Mm. Okay. So, okay, going on, continuing on with the, the fact that if you were bitten, if a cell phone or radio is available, do call for help immediately. Don't move around unnecessarily just for the same reason because that can get your blood pumping. Right. Always make sure wherever you are bitten, whether it's your arm, your leg, whatever, always make sure it's below your heart, Mm -hmm. below your heart level, so that it's not, again, circulating. Yeah. Always. mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, So going back to the not, the advising not to cut the snake bite, why was that Mm -hmm. again? Because obviously in his scenario, it did end up helping him. Um, but why do they advise against it? Is it just because like you don't want to cause additional damage or, you know, unnecessary bleeding sort of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Primarily that also, um, I would say most of us are not skilled at cutting ourselves up. So if, and he says this in the video, he was like, I'm very lucky because I did cut several times over in my leg. I'm very lucky I didn't hit like a major artery or a vein because oh. if I had, yeah. I would have let out and died that way. Right. Okay. So that's primarily a reason why they tell you not to do it because you could easily do other kinds of damage right. that you don't want to do. Right. right. Okay. But yes, he is very lucky. Like, of course, Jim is skilled. He's also equally lucky that he just cut the correct amount. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> so... Also, you want to note the time that the bite occurred, if possible, as the time frame from bite to treatment is really important for determining how much antivenom you should get. You also want to look for the exact site of the bite, so identify where the fang punctures are. And if you have a pen or a marker, outline this red swollen area around the bite. Mm. So what this does, it allows the medical personnel to track the rate of swelling, which helps, mm. again, in determining how severe this bite is. Got it. If you don't have a pen or marker, you can skip this step. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have no choice. Right, right. I guess their point is, like, it's more important to go to a medical facility than to search for a pen or marker. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to home uh, office depot first. We need to get to Staples stat, and then we'll go to the hospital. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine where your Sharpie's at? Um, <laughs> so do not apply ice to the bite as this can concentrate any venom in the wound and cause more tissue damage. Same with applying heat, mm-hmm. get to a hospital that carries anti-venom. If you go right. to a ho- like you should know this beforehand. I'm yeah. not saying like you in particular, but hopefully your medical personnel, like you call 911. Hopefully they are able to Direct transport you. you to a place yeah. that has anti-venom. But for whatever reason, if you're like good enough, are you, you're with somebody? Yeah. I should preface. Most of these steps are, directions if you are alone gotcha okay 
So if you have nobody with you, this is what you should do. If you're with somebody in that scenario, there there might be someone who can drive you. So in that case, you definitely want to call ahead of time to make sure where the closest anti-venom hospital is mm-hmm. or where a hospital that car- mm-hmm. carries that. Okay. Last thing that I'll say and then I'm done. A PSA from UC Davis Poison Control Center, rattlesnakes do not always make their characteristic rattling noise. So someone can be standing right next to a rattlesnake and not even know it. Mm. Even baby rattlesnakes possess dangerous venom. Actually, they possess more, Mm -hmm. as we probably all know, as soon as they hatch. So it's essential to just be aware of one's surroundings and just take your precautions. Make sure you're wearing like strong boots Mm -hmm. or like, you know, covered shoes, wear long pants, especially if you're going to be in an area where you know that there's going to be rattlesnakes, you know? Right, right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Some of this is just, you know, basic common knowledge. Right. Anyways, that's that. I loved this. This was such a fun episode. Yeah, Jim, what a hoot of a person. Right. Really great. I'll have to go and check out the actual episode of him. Because now I need to like yeah. see his face. And I hope I'm yeah, not yeah, disappointed. Yeah. I definitely built some sort of <laughs> persona visual in my head of what this person looks like. And um, I hope it 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 lives up to your expectations. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forgetting whole sayings I'll, now. My my dude, brain is deteriorating. I'll, ha- I'll have to. Oh, maybe we'll need to give you some anti-venom if yeah, your brain's turning to mush. Yeah. I was gonna say I had to pay for like a whole different subscription to even access this. I survived. Oh I thought Atlanta. like because I survived has been around for a while, yes. so I was like, I'm pretty sure I can just like you know, uh, free TV video this thing oh, or like yeah. see on YouTube. Oh yeah. But then. I was like, you know what? I'm t- too old and <laughs> for this shit. Like, I need to see some HD crispness of this rattlesnake. Yeah. So I just paid for it. So, Megan, if you are actually interested, I will give you my login and you can just Would watch it. Because it is very interesting. Yeah. It is very interesting yeah, yeah. to hear him say it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Send that, send those login <laughs> credentials over. Yeah, this was so fun. I don't think we've done anything about rattlesnakes. And I'm glad we did because I think... For some people, when they think about poison or venom, rattlesnakes is one of the first things that pops up into their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in California, uh, Harini and I, and so they are something that as children we grow up with in some ways um, in terms mm-hmm. of the lore around them or, you know, how you should be when you hike and just being mindful and yeah, all totally. that. Um, totally. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just realized. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was Sorry. just going to say like. No, I, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, boo. You go, you go. <laughs> go no you go okay (laughs) i I maintain that i think rattlesnakes are so cool and um there is a part of me that ultimately it breaks my heart knowing that we do kill them and um i remember you know i'm i want to be fair like i get it i understand that arguments of like well you know it's well there's one argument of like kill or be killed if you're in that situation you know you have to survive okay I, I respect sure. that. It's fine. I would do the same thing Jim did. I blast that rattlesnake double. What's called double hit, double, double tap, double, <laughs> double tap. Yeah, double tap. double tap that rattlesnake. But yeah, like uh, I don't know. It always bums me out when I like if if a uh, someone finds a rattlesnake in their yard, for example. Like they just built a housing yeah. development, and oh, there's a rattlesnake in my yard. Right. I'm gonna kill it with a shovel. That's something that um right. would ha- happened mm. in my neighborhood growing up, and. I'm like, we came into their land. That's, that's uh, exactly right. That's exactly right. It, yeah. No, I I feel like if there's a way to not kill them, that's the, obviously the most ideal. You just call somebody 
like to safely extract right. them. If at the end of the day, back, that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the but day, um, in terms of rattlesnake populations, I actually don't know how they're doing, whether they're becoming an issue to a point where they do need to be killed or if they're just at a nice stable, you know, uh, population size. So, yeah. But uh, all right. Jim V. Rattlesnake. It's a great Jim one. V. Rattlesnake. Jim V. Rattlesnake. Jim, Jim and Rattlesnake both won in some ways. But I, the reason <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say is... I have not finished. I missed. This. I skipped a whole paragraph. It's very small, oh, but yeah, yeah. it just gives some stats on rattlesnakes because I think it'll be helpful. Okay. So, rattlesnakes are found throughout the Americas. Okay, they exist in almost every single state in the United States, which I didn't okay. know, except Alaska and Hawaii. Okay, thank God. There are because <laughs> uh, I'm about to go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are about 300 rattlesnake bites mm-hmm. per year in California. Mm-hmm. And peak times for rattlesnake bites are between April and October. So we are just yep. getting into the season. People, guys. people are so out and perfect about timing. stretching their legs, shaking off the cold weather vibes. They want to yep. go hiking. Yep. But you know what? Same with the rattlesnakes. They're seeing that sun. Yeah. They're like, I want to be out in them hills. And that's yeah, what it is. They want to. They want to sunbathe their yeah. little bellies. You know. So next they time, some stuff to yeah. Do. Next time you go on a hike and you see a rattlesnake, just think. Hey, you and I are the same. We just both want to get some sun. That's all it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So just keep that in mind. So in the United States itself, so zooming out, going all the United States, mm-hmm. about 9,000 people get bitten by a rattlesnake every year. Okay. But only five deaths have come out of those 9,000. Okay. Right on. And 9,000 itself is a small number um, for yes. the size of our population. Yes. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. So interestingly, poison control data shows that one out of 736 patients who suffer rattlesnake bite actually dies. Mm. And this is from data. It was a lot. It was like from like the 80s all the way to present day. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that's a pretty good sample size. Majority of the times, the victims of rattlesnake bites are a young intoxicated male. (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, it's those ravers out in Joshua Tree. <laughs> Dude, honestly, take a insert. <laughs> Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's it. That was all of my stuff. So cool. <laughs> Thank you, Harini. That was fun. That was super fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Let's uh, go into our antidotes. Or should I say anti-venom? Yeah. Antivenom for this mm, episode. Yes. Let's go into our antivenom. Um, my antivenom is I just spent a wonderful <laughs> weekend with my family up in Sacramento. I mentioned yes. this in the previous yes. episode, but um, it's officially Eid, E-I-D, which is the mm-hmm. end of Ramadan, the holiday celebrating the end of Ramadan. So I was very yep. fortunate to go and spend that with my mother and sister. And of course, lots of great food. I had a great time catching up with friends and it it's it, it used mm. to be so surreal to me to see all the, the we were all children you know family friends as children yeah and now we are mm. all uh, almost all of us are fully grown adults who are out of college and you know wow. live on our own now I think there's there's one more who's still you know middle of college but yeah it's just mm-hmm. crazy like we're all fully adults and so um nice. it's nice to know that i always have like that community to go back to in sacramento when i yeah when i do visit so that's my antidote absolutely and um lovely yeah, so lovely that's it great great love it okay my my antidote is weird maybe but uh <laughs> i so megan i don't know if you know do you know like the founder of nasty gal her name's sophia amorosa yes anyways i 
I follow her mm-hmm. and for many other reasons. Yeah. I think she's just like a bad bitch. She was a, a little controversial and, at some point, I think. Yeah. She she can be. She's yeah. got a mouth on her. Sure, she's got sure, a mouth sure. <laughs> Anyways, I am following her and yeah. I saw on her stories, Instagram stories, like she's just been like out and about traveling, whatever. Yeah. But she's been wearing some really cute dresses. She she like, does Damn. Yeah. She does have really I really cool like her style. style. Yeah. Her style is yeah. dope. Yeah, I really love her style. And I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. Like the dresses that she was wearing. And I'm like, you know, sh- you know, it's whatever. I just message her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I DM her and I'm nice. like, hey, like, I was like, your clothes are so cute. I love your dresses. Like, where, where do you shop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she responded like literally That's like so the rad. next day she responded. Yeah. And she was like, hey, like, I'm really into vintage. Like, they're yeah. honestly all vintage. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I don't have like a shop or like a brand for you right. like they're all vintage yeah. and she just like put a little smiley face yeah <laughs> and then i was like awesome love it <laughs> and she just liked it and i moved on with my day but i guess my whole point of that is i think this is now me touting myself yeah. i have always been the kind of person where i'm like not shy about reaching out to people yeah. or just being like hey like whatever like honestly i am living i have always lived by this motto of you miss 100 of the shots you don't take right. like what is what do you have to lose maybe they just don't respond or whatever whatever the situation is yeah or you could get a response and it'd be really cool albeit it's such a small situation but it was just like dope like she took the time to even read that and respond to that in a very nice way so yeah that's super anyways. rad um, yeah, cool. I knew that about you. I knew that you, you've sent me screenshots before of like you literally tech, <laughs> DMing a celebrity on Instagram and I'm like, you do you girl like, but you know what? It's true. Like, you don't know. They might just one day want to They might message you back. I messaged this. He's a journalist, pop culture journalist that I really, really love, yeah. um, his work. And, uh, I messaged him once yeah. on Instagram. He talks a lot about fashion and I DM'd yeah. him and I was so convinced. I was like, he's totally going to DM me back because I shared like a video that just so applied to all the, I just, I just felt like it right. was so right. I was like, it's just, so, he's yeah. knowing he won't reply and he never replied. Right. And I was like, well, okay, well, it's fine. <laughs> I, maybe I read him wrong. I read him it's wrong, fine. but yeah, yeah. Um, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But oh, no, I love cool. doing that. Yeah. I, I love it. That's so cool. I won't do it all the time though. I'll just do it when I really feel called to be like, you yeah. know what? Hey, I want to work with you. I could do this better for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be like, hey, like we could work together. Yeah. So you never know. This is Something this is not to d- diminish. I, I think it's so rad she replied. At the end of the day, though, knowing who she is and her company and her origin story, because yeah. there's that whole Netflix TV series about her too. Um, I don't know if you oh. ever saw that. Anyway, it's no. a, it's a bi- biopic um series okay. that it might not even mm. be on netflix anymore anyway going back to her her whole origin story is about um upcycling vintage clothes and selling it and that's how her right. company was made so in my head i'm like right. i love that she replied but in my head i'm like it's like no shit sophia like of course it's vintage <laughs> where did you get it like what stores do yes, i need to be yes, hitting yes. up in the bay or la like you are not helpful to me <laughs> but no i'm kidding well because I, yeah. I i would go through the rest of her clothes and she would mm-hmm. tag some like brands like yeah. i know she's been like tagging some brands but i'm like i can't find this anywhere right. she was she like basically had this very beautiful collared cow neck or yeah. cow neck cow print dress yeah. that was like this is gorgeous anyway love it that's that was my yeah. that was my anti- anti-venom it was just cool <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> thank you for sharing that that's fun that's that's really fun yeah small tidbit of my yeah. life all right we hear you it's time to go it's all time right to go. all right take us away harini oh yeah don't risk it for that 
rattling blueberry biscuit. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> There's something in there waiting to pounce. Yep, it's perfect. I'm glad you put the blueberries in there. I was waiting for that. Love it. All right, Poison Pals, peace. Bye.